0: If you're gonna grow, you gotta change, right? If you don't change, you die. And that's what's happening to a lot of our churches. They are dying because they refuse to change. You will be concerned if your if your boys stay the same. <laughs> You'll be you and your wife would be yeah. alarmed if they never grew. Right. Same with church. It has to evolve. You need fresh ideas, you need new blood. You need people who can identify with the new world that's ever changing around us. Does that happen at church? No. Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Walker! We
1: finna watch cook! Walker, can you come to our game?
0: Peace and blessings, everyone and beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. Thank you guys for hanging out with us for a little while. We hope you're having a great week. I'm here. Gatry's here. And Black is back. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. And uh, for those of you listening, that's welcome B A. i was waiting for it black how are you man how how are things
1: uh feeling refreshed as you should yeah i completely disconnected from everything we 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 noticed (laughs) (laughs) we noticed we
0: we wanted your feedback on a certain topic and uh we got
1: Hopefully I provided you with some information prior to our recording with my notes.
0: Those uh, international crickets hit different, though. (laughs) They kind of linger for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, how was your trip, dude? Like, what, can you want to tell everybody where you went?
1: Yeah, I went to uh, Italy for two weeks. Italia. Yeah, we, uh, it was sort of based off of a uh, trip by two professors at Birmingham Southern one like specialized in the classics, and one was a medievalist, mm-hmm. and they decided they wanted to uh, put a trip together, uh, designed around a pilgr- pilgrimage that was taken by uh, Roman Catholics back in the day, where they would start like in Canterbury and travel all the way down to Rome. So we picked up the route in Florence and hit some cities like uh, Siena, San Gimignano, Orvieto, then finally ended up in Rome
0: goodness gracious so i saw a
1: lot of churches and uh coliseums oh yeah that was one of the highlights
0: that's like you're on my bucket list right now
1: yeah uh the coliseum and saint peter's basilica which is supposed to be the largest church in the world Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 it was huge still to date it's the largest church in the world you think I don't think it's the... I don't la-
0: think it is. I don't think it is at this point. But, okay.
1: but like, as far as Catholic churches, I believe it's the largest because I don't think under the Catholic church, you're not allowed to build a church bigger than that one oh. at the Vatican. Okay. Because wow. like in Rome, I believe you can't build anything higher than St. Peter's Basilica. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Then we also went and toured the Vatican. Nice. Nice, It All beats right. the St. Regis And there was As you guessed Probably a lot of Italian food
0: I was going to ask What 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 was it that you enjoyed the most About uh, the Italian food?
1: Well it was always fresh okay. I mean, Like Pasta is always fresh Wherever you go And you can and Like me in Rome You could walk 10 feet And you're at a new Italian restaurant
0: Good night And I've, I've heard people say You'll never eat pasta Like you do in Italy I mean it's just fresh Okay but would you would you agree with that? Like, could you tell a difference yes. between that and like Olive Garden?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had a joke while was I was there. That's it. A- you could tell the difference between anything and Olive Garden, but yeah, the only difference is that at least with Olive Garden you get unlimited breadsticks. They don't do that in. Do you, you get know? bread at all? Oh yeah, you get oh, bread.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine they bake okay. bread there. Good night. Okay.
1: And <laughs> it's funny uh, for two weeks. See, I'm not a wine drinker.
0: I was going to ask you about that too. That was going to be my follow up question. Did, did you warm up to wine?
1: I tried to, but it didn't work. Didn't do it. No. It take. was like it was wine with lunch and dinner. Hot take: Black people don't do wine collectively. I mean, I tried.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, I you know I don't drink, but but still, you know, you know, black wine connoisseurs. I know a lot of women say they drink wine. Black. Black women, a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Walker, women are black, <laughs> but a lot though, a lot though, across the collective. I've heard it enough to where I know that that's a thing with 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 black women. Is it a movement though? I don't know. My point exactly. Continue on black. Yeah. If it was a movement and people were doing it, you know about it. You know, I mean, we drink I, that I hypnotic. Mean, do you drink it, oh, dude? I keep a bottle of hypnotic in the fridge. <laughs> He. how many people it takes to start a
1: movement <laughs> black I can't I don't know Go yeah, ahead, yeah, I know a lot of people that drink wine that are black
0: yes yeah, so I'm, I'm just, just not one of them I, yeah I just like, like I was like uh, I don't know if that's a true statement but if you poll us across the board collectively the majority of us would not be in a wine but I think there's enough to, to where you can't say black people
1: don't drink wine
0: yeah back to you <laughs> In your wine experience It was a hot
1: take Y'all give yeah. me a break Yeah it's fair it's, enough And the thing is I kept switching back and forth Between like white wine And red wine
0: Did you Did you prefer one over the other
1: I preferred the white wine Over the red wine hmm. Cause it It did to me And I don't have like Very really refined taste buds But The white wine Was less bitter to me Oh, oh. Okay. okay I can see that yeah.
0: I can see that Did you have any Moscato d'Asti? That's usually what Black people drink When they go wine No, the only time time I've had that was in the U.S. When they decide to drink wine, that's what they usually go for. (laughs) (laughs) Go go ahead. Go go ahead, Black.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up forever. (laughs) But I guess the good thing about Italy, like one of the guys who like organized the trip, he was like, if you go to a restaurant and you want to order wine, but you don't know what to order, in Italy, you just order the house wine because it's probably way better than any house wine you get in the u.s hmm. so whatever they have as house wine you just order that and be comfortable
0: house white or house red either
1: oh. i even tried a flight of wine at one of the we went to a restaurant there they brought us like each one of us got three glasses of some wine and just tried them all so and, like the first night and the last night <laughs> what I, I was looking at the You You're funny dude. You are hilarious. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. the first night and last night were like the best nights.
0: It was crazy, man. Go ahead.
1: The first night and the last night were like the best nights because really, yeah, because that's that's when we had the most to drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the first night, that's when I got my first. Uh, it's a drink called a Negroni. I've heard him, dude. Of I've, heard Negroni. Negroni. I, I've heard of Negroni. I've heard of Negroni before. Yeah, and like before then, I really didn't. I quit drinking gin. Mm -hmm. But when I had that, I'm like, okay, gin is making a comeback with Renard. Hmm. Okay. Black people drink gin. Mm -hmm. So it's like gin and Campari and vermouth. And it's like equal parts of the three. Mm. That vermouth would have set me off. Mm -hmm. And then we were having something called uh, Aperol Spritz, which is like a... I've heard of that. It's like wine, club soda, and like maybe... Some sort of orange flavor Is it in? sweet? Yes yeah, I imagine it's sweet Yeah Okay So could you just order that At dinner instead? Oh yeah
0: oh, Okay I would have ordered
1: that I would have spritzed it For sure absolutely freaking lutely But the last night <laughs> I had A glass of white wine I asked for A Negroni And because We had a guy The whole time And it was the last night He's like Yeah make him a Negroni He made it a double When expecting that mm. That was a lot of Negroni. Then we had to have a toast with Prosecco. So you was lit. I bet, I bet Black was lit. Yes.
0: Did you have enough uh, drops for your eyes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: explains it, Walker. Okay, this is this is the hangover. Yeah. Hilarious. And, and the
1: thing about it is, like right now, if I was still there, it would probably be one o'clock in the morning. Mm. So my body's still adjusting. Are so you uh, sleepy I would right now? asleep right now. Okay. How long have you? How long have you been back? Since uh, I got back Wednesday night around 11 p.m. Can I say it, oh. hey Walker? Go ahead. We're recording on a Friday.
0: hmm I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> Good to have you back. We missed you, man. We really did miss you. It was not the same. Man. It was not. It was not. It was.
1: It's janky without you, Black. For I, real. I can tell you this. I did enjoy listening to that. It's Ghetto Podcast. We know. Good night, Black. <laughs> uh, Black gave us a lot of his thoughts pre
0: pre recording. So, Gosh. and shout out to Sean and and Danielle for agreeing to come back on and hang with us for a little bit, man. I appreciate you, homies. Black. Walker. Also. I'm turned up tonight Happy Classic As you're hearing this The Classic will have passed Walker I just came from a day party For the Classic You black people You did? You went to the a day party? A, the Classic
1: had a golf tournament?
0: <laughs> that's that's his first
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> he took, We'd be clubbing to a whole other level Did huh? y'all know the day parties are in? did y'all know that what day parties did y'all know that was a thing yes okay i i hadn't been out yet. you haven't been out <laughs> no lies told did you enjoy yourself yeah dude i mean i was uncomfortable but I, I was all right i can imagine oh goodness these kids and their loud music why you didn't record yourself <laughs> never don't answer that Continue, if the answer is obvious happy classic indeed uh, Black, will you be participating in any festivities this weekend? Usually you try to do something.
1: Oh, I'm going to the game and probably staying up until, I guess, the post-game concert.
0: <laughs> who's, who, who's supposed to be performing, you know? <laughs> Our very own DJ, D-Dotty's. Nice. <laughs>
1: He is correct. Walker,
0: you gotta go. You gotta go for the culture. I can't. <laughs> you have to. I no, actually, I can't. I can't. Walker, you have to go. That does. Sound... I know y'all have played on this, but you have to go. <laughs> no, you should go. Oh, really? Yeah, I should be. You're you should right. Go. You're right. I should. No, you both... need to go. Well, both, he's going. Both of y'all should go. <laughs> now I'm already informed. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you, Negroes. I can't believe y'all to this day. <laughs> well, hey, you brought some awareness. Now I know who he is, and he's nice. Yeah, after your friends <laughs> clowned you for not knowing who he was. Hey, do you know who Baby Yoda is, though? I can't believe y'all said Baby Yoda. <laughs> it was the biggest cultural moment. <laughs> you black. <laughs> it's just the thing. You questioned my blackness once upon a time. Oh, <laughs> We'll oh, have the tables turned. Yeah, <laughs> you see, Blackwood quiet over. There. <laughs> so you are you are going to the game, and is the weather? Is it supposed to be raining during the game?
1: I know it's supposed to be overcast. I'm not sure about the rain. Okay, and the sun comes out Sunday. Believe it or not, that's crazy. It's just wrong. But yeah. it
0: seems like it always does this. Like the it's weather will be decent, and then it'll rain the week of classic, and then the weather just kind of in the flux.
1: It's crazy after that. Yeah. It's not gonna stop the crowd. No, it's not.
0: So, War Report's the only reason you're not getting out in these streets, pretty much. Okay, I mean that makes sense, but pretty you
1: know, the, wa- the Walker,
0: the classic's not the same without you. I really would like to. I had a lot of fun the last time I went. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I, you were in the. Can, can I talk about it? You were in the uh, in the can't suite. Wait. You can't you? Can't wait. Go are <laughs> In the suite. How was how was a lobster? Like you did You never told us that. That's what that was. <laughs> that was chicken. <laughs> So oh, let me tell you about Walker, the classic last year before last. So this dude was up in the press box, a Swede, all that stuff, eating all the caviar he could stomach, and so. At least you, you feel? <laughs> <laughs> this is my story. Oh, great ladies, uh, caviar. Go ahead. Uh, rubbing elbows with Birmingham's finest, if I might add. Uh, but you know what? What got me about Walker and seeing the little bit he posted on social. Was this guy was on the field a lot He had like a field pass And then whatever post-game performance there was He was practically on stage So I'm just like man this guy Walker Lives a very glorious life And I'm I'm not mad about it I'm just here to tell the story Now how'd I do? Uh, you know you did it in pure <laughs> gatry fashion you Not extra be- at all No <laughs> No 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 I can tell you held just back fact. I can tell you held back on being <laughs> a, right before you got to extra, you stopped and was like, nope. <laughs> but no, I, I won't be, I won't be participating, but have fun out there. Are you, you're you not going to participate? I've done all the classic things I'm going to do this year. Are you going to ever take your sons to experience any of the classic? You like know, they're not going to have the appreciation. That you, you know, they, they got haircuts in the morning. We may swing through the parade. Because I will say this, we went to. I was going to say you can at least do that. Yeah, we went to the um, we went to the Morehouse Tuskegee game a few weeks ago. Okay, and my boys had a blast. They loved seeing the bands and everything. So yeah, we and the to, weather was pretty agreeable. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice night. Yeah, um, we didn't get to get in the suite like you did, but um, we were in the building and they had a good time. So like, yeah, we need to expose them to so, more stuff like that, especially having a wife who's an HBCU grad. You know, like yeah get them out there hbcu asterisk i know walker um but yeah we need to <laughs> no one was thinking that you did that you went all out of your way to do that <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about but yeah we need to do that for real okay they get a kick out of that so you've been great we we talked about black but you're good yeah dude. um this week man i had a um event to put on at work and, uh, Walker, you know, I don't ever get really nervous or shaky about much. But this one, you know, I, I was Monday night. I didn't sleep well because I was thinking about logistics and stuff like that. But it, um, it all worked out well. Uh, we had a virtual keynote speaker who did an amazing job. And uh, I think that's what I was most nervous about, just making sure from a technology perspective everything was in place.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then when I saw her enter the weight room, the waiting room, dude. I lost it. I lost it. I went crazy in a good way. So, um, anyway, that went that went well. That was pretty. That's pretty much the highlight of my week. Um, but glad that's over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the week's been great. So yeah, good. good for you, bro. How about you, guy? I'm great. I'm a little fatigued. Um, wife and I have been doing two a days. Oh my goodness! Out. and so you know when you get to the end of the week, you're like, Ugh. you yeah. know what I mean? So. I have since going back to work. I have. I didn't. I didn't weigh myself when I first started. Right. Um. Because going back to work, the silver lining in going back to work is that I got my routine routine back. Right. I think since I've been going back to work, I've lost anywhere between thirteen and fourteen pounds. Let's hear it, Walker. Yeah. Congrats, uh, bro. So we've been going See, going back going back to the office wasn't so bad after all. Sure. Sure, you know. I, again, I lemonade, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with extra spritz. So let's go walk. You ready? <laughs> I know. I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. But no, that's that's been like I'm I'm excited about that because. I can wear like a lot of my clothes again. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's well, I'm starting to because right. dude, like I I didn't look like my wife says, like now when you gain weight, it's weird because you're more proportioned. Like you gain it in different ways now. So mm. you don't look like I had gained I've I've ballooned in the past and you can see it all in my face. Yeah. But it wasn't as much in my face. It was in it was just it was weird. Right. It was like it it was distributed evenly, but I could still I was still overweight so now it's like now that i'm losing and i you know i'm starting to feel better you know what i mean clothes are starting to like hang off of me and stuff like that so i'm like this is this is what's up so bad, guy. in time for the fall i can like wear my layers and yeah. stuff like that so yeah that was that was the big thing with that so i'm i'm uh-huh. excited about that um let me ask you this in terms of clothes congrats on the weight loss thanks dude are you doing these hats uh, talking about the fedoras. Yeah, are you in, are you on that yeah. wave? You are. How do you do that with dreads? I mean, you can pull your hair back. Oh, okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, wear it like as it. You can like pull it back to where things you can sit things on your head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like now now that my hair gotten long enough, I can tie it and do different stuff to it. It's something I could never relate to. Well, you know. That's what? not your calling. It's not your ministry. I was about to say, how do you how do you put your... ice cream on that? <laughs> Gatry would have figured out a way. <laughs> no, I've lemonade. No, you would have put no you would have, you would have put that in a blender <laughs> with some lemons. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know why I asked you about the hats, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually have like oh. four. Are any of them cams? Cam no. You didn't cop a cam hat? No, I don't have a cam hat. No, it's a black-owned business that I do support, though. Can, can I leave? You promise? <laughs> so, let's get into it, man. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk. So, I sent you guys, now that now that black is back, I sent you guys a, uh, our, our group chat is now back in business. I sent you guys a video clip. Of a video from the Jude Jude Three Project, um, they're kind of like a faith faith based type of channel where they they have like real conversations with people about different topics and what have you. And this particular video was about why I left. In other words, why I left the church. Did you did you get a chance to watch it, Black? No, I didn't. Okay. Really? That's why you didn't respond to it. Okay. So I was I was wondering if it was going to hit a core I felt like you would have really you, Like both of y'all would have related to it really well I thought it was fascinating to I watched it these twice different, These different responses And basically you had a lady who was facilitating a discussion And they kind of went around Apparently this was a much longer conversation obviously But the clip they showed just dealt with the reasons The people had left church And so they went around and they talked first about what they enjoyed. I mean, most of these people grew up in church. So they went around talking about the things that they enjoyed the most about church and in their experiences growing up in the church. And then they talked about what caused them to leave. And the answers were different, but very provoking, thought-provoking. And so that was something that I wanted to kind of do here is let's let's kind of just chop it up about church. And you know, of course we can just kind of talk about where we are right now. Sure. Um but I can start with you. Okay. Um are you currently? No. Okay. I've got a lot here though, Walker. I understand. Okay. That's that's what we're here for. Black? No. Okay. So two no's. I'm a yes. I haven't I haven't since we have we recently started back in person worship okay yeah i saw the billboard my wife my wife uh my wife hasn't been comfortable she's starting to warm up to wanting to go a bigger reason why i haven't pushed is because of world war oh okay and now that now that we've getting we've gotten a lot of exposure a lot of eyes are on us I take preparation really seriously. Sure. So even before we, it's it's no longer just for homeboys jumping on, just saying whatever comes to our minds. Now, we actually, you know, research, make sure we got our talking points, and actually now during the season, now during the season. We actually get access to the film from the prior game and we usually will have watched the game at least twice before we give like grades and stuff like that. So we can make sure we're seeing. So the preparation that goes into our shows, you can tell because, we you know, we speak very, you know what I mean? So a lot of that takes place on a Sunday morning for me. So I don't want to I don't want to have to go to church and then cram come back and cram and do all that and not be prepared or whatnot so i haven't been comfortable with going back but i am still very involved okay so i want to talk to you Gat, about starting with you like what was what was some of the things that you enjoyed most growing up when it comes to church oh dude Like, what was the things that you that really it sticks with you to this day dude friendships man like i think of I think of my main unit of friends right now. Most of those are friends that I made in church, growing up in church and being involved uh, as I was younger. So, yeah, socially, church was amazing. Was church an option option for you? No, nope. clearly wasn't. So, no, so but you're, but, you, but you know, was crazy. Walker, what's that? Um, when when I did get uh, when I did get my driver's license, uh, Sunday Sunday was still mandatory, right? Whether I'm driving or not, but no other night of the week or day of the week was mandatory but i found myself driving myself to church because i was getting involved in other things and i really enjoyed this group of guys that i got to see every day so um, i was i was physically driving to the church house if you will on my own at 16 years old so the the relationships yeah and the fellowship yeah, is, it was was a big draw for you. Absolutely, it was one of the things that sticks out now. Yes, okay. Anything else uh, that I enjoyed about it? Yeah, you can be honest. If that, that was it. That nope, that was it. Out. Okay. <laughs> I <I'm> still think. <laughs> black, <laughs> black. What? Uh, what? Is that sum it up, black.
1: About seventy five percent of it, yeah. Okay, come on, Collegeville. So that,
0: that was nothing. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was nothing that you look back on was like you know what I do appreciate. No, no. I mean, good, like no good meals. No.
1: Well, like Gattre said, it was like I grew up with like some of the same church friends, and also I guess one thing that I did enjoy and I still like would enjoy it to this day is just the choir. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone to churches, and the thing that turned me off first is like, yeah, we, we get into that, we get into that, okay. we get into that. Wait, but hold, what I, hold, I did? Hold your peace. What I did Mm -hmm. like is like when I was growing up, I was in the choir and like what I like most, like every, you know, you have like an anniversary Mm -hmm. and where you learn new songs and stuff like that and you perform those songs. So I did like that aspect of it. But the thing about it is with me going to church, I was, I had no choice. Right. I was at church for Sunday school. Then had to be there for 11 o'clock devotion to the end. And our church. How long
0: of a day was that?
1: Uh Sunday school started at nine fifteen at the church I went to. And then who knows when it would end? Three. It depends on who got the spirit and how long it took the spirit to go away.
0: Or oh, not go away, but to
1: run its course. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Spirit never goes away. Okay.
0: Why are you nodding me like that? Because <laughs> you know this walker. So <laughs> this like is your
1: DNA. Like as I got older, my mom allowed me to like I could leave early, like it come a point where like when the preacher finished preaching, this could probably be, like church announcements and another song. Mm-hmm. After he finished preaching, I was free to go at that point. I just walk home.
0: <laughs> Jeez, wow. Uh, I think for me, relationships for sure, like the fellowship part of it, um, and I think also to. I think, like as I got older, I did appreciate like the teaching aspect of it. Um, some of those things really did stick with me and, and help me through college, and you know, in, in even to my life now. So, I've had I've had really, you know, I, I've been in every type of environment. Um, I've been dipped my toe in a little bit of the Baptist environment because sometimes I would go visit Grant, my grand grandmother's, you know. Visited them for the weekend or her for the weekend And then you have to go to church So I experienced that small church Setting um, I've been in A predominantly white Setting um, And now I've been in You know the church that I'm in now So yeah like I've, I've experienced multiple, multiple Environments in the church And so I've had different experiences Of um, course good You know Some bad But overall, my church experience has been pretty much good for the most part. So let's talk about the things that caused you to perhaps cause you to leave. Tradition. Uh, I just got I just got tired of traditional things that were that that to me didn't really align biblically from the same, you know, the same book that y'all are preaching about on a weekly basis and I will say this uh, I don't know if this was her intent but I know when in, in my high school years we had a youth minister there uh, she she's probably one of the most influential people in my life even to this day even though I haven't talked to her in a long time but she the thing I liked about her is I always had like a quiet curiosity about things I would hear at church, but growing up in a tradition, a highly traditional church, you don't ask questions. You sit, you listen, and you leave. Well, this youth minister allowed us to ask questions. So I was getting a lot of stuff off my chest. She made it okay for you to have that dialogue, so um, that, I, I, if I could go back and add, that would be a great thing about church in addition to the friend friendly fellowship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that only lasted a period of time because they ran her out of there. Uh, but, <laughs> no one else laughed at that. Um, <laughs> but no, um, my I guess mine was the tradition. Uh, when you say tradition... Rules, yeah. You don't sit on this pew because this is Sister Johnson's pew, right? And She sits in this spot, and if you sit here, the devil gonna get you. You know, just stuff like that. Literally, this? Game? No, I mean, I'm I'm embellishing some for podcast medium purposes, but well, and well, it's people, provocative. Well, people are listening, so they need to know exactly okay. what happens. There was some pew stuff, but it wasn't like you're going to hell for it. But it's just you don't do that. Sure. Um... You know, and then and then the the church I grew up in was steered and heavily influenced by a group of elders. as, as most uh, Baptist churches are, and I I got to a point to where I'm in this environment in youth church, right? And uh, we're being uh, we're being encouraged to be honest, to speak, to ask questions, to seek clarity, and to receive clarity as well. But everything I'm learning and cultivating here is not shifting to big people churches we called it right right like I'm getting there and it's a totally different vibe mm-hmm. and I and I never understood that and it, at a point it made me question well goodness am I being taught the right things but I felt I felt free to ask and which I know now in my adult adult years it's okay to ask about that stuff because the thing like we talked about the thing that manifests if you don't could be toxic right? Right, yeah, so um in, in a nutshell, yeah, going back to the elders thing the 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 influential group of the church, they were driving all the decisions and things like that. Well, we were younger, and it just seems like there was a huge disconnect in like what young people needed and desired versus what the elderly people who were driving the church thought that the youth needed. They were still operating in a dated. It sure. format you know what i mean sure and so um when it came to current age resources in the church that that we think at the time youth could have benefited from those uh those concerns were not heard uh-huh. so that made me feel away. um but then you know just just growing i, I don't know if i should get to this part yet I'm, I'm gonna stop here am i good because i'm really about to like you're, We're not, I mean, the you're walking me up to the high to the high dive, Walker. Okay, and you're walking me up one step at a time, right? And my heart wants to just dive off this thing, but I you've you've been on the high dive before, so I'll follow your lead one step at a time. I didn't say anything. I mean, I know, but go you're going go. question for question, and I know this is calculated, and I want to play by the rules. Like drove you. <laughs> Like, what drove you well, out of the church?
1: I can think of two things. The first one is that uh, with church in my household, so, like, my dad didn't go to church. My mom went to church every Sunday. And every Sunday she was at church, we were at church.
0: So, so I hate to stop you here, but how did that work with your dad not going but your mom making y'all go?
1: We didn't question it. Okay.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: I, we just knew that dad wasn't going to be at church. Hmm. But we had to be at church from Sunday school through 11 o'clock worship. And one of the things is like, there was never an off day. Right. If it was Sunday, we were at church. And a lot of times, there weren't a lot of kids our age like at Sunday school and mm-hmm. then they would show up around 11 o'clock but still that wasn't consistent the only thing that was consistent was that me and my sister were there mm. and then I guess the second point kind of related to that is that over time our church got older and there weren't a lot of people our age coming in Right. so it would just be like a lot of old people and a few young people and we just had to sit there through it Right. There was not no youth section Right Because it was a smaller church
0: mm. Okay <clears throat> For me again I, I've I've I'm remained in church But I have seen two things that bother me About church And what I've learned is I think my experience Has been an outlier I used to not think that but one of the things that I would talk to you, Gatri, about is it's difficult to build an argument around your experience and ignore the experiences that most people have had, right? Which seems to be the backbone of this Jude three thing that you that you sent us. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, I, I approve that message. And so for me, I've had to come to grips that maybe as good as my experience has been, even though it's not perfect, it's kind of an outlier. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have to take my experience and put it to the side and actually look at what's actually happening across the landscape of the quote unquote church. And so for me, the biggest thing that the two things, because we can go down a rabbit hole of issues, but the two biggest things that stick out to me, number one, is that for the most part across the board, we don't give grace to people. We don't give people grace to make mistakes. And because if if the name of the game is to grow up spiritually, then that implies that no one has arrived, which means mistakes will be made flaws will be exposed, shortcomings will be revealed, and there has to be grace. And I think from prior generations, it's it's always been interpreted that if we give grace, it's perceived as condoning certain behaviors or sins that you don't agree with. And that's not true. You know what I mean? You can show grace. I mean, it's all about separating the sin from the person right you don't condone the behavior but you you see the value in that in that person and so you're going to handle them with care even though you don't approve of what's their lifestyle or whatever choices they're making right right i think the church one of the reasons that the, the church has not collectively learned that lesson so what happens is we embarrass people we we attack people from the pulpit we judge people, we bring them up front, we call them, you know what I mean? We do all this type of wild stuff that you can't even find a scripture for. And then we wonder why they haven't, they don't come back to church. And what happens is that when church leaders get exposed or they get caught up in something, they don't get grace. Grace because we haven't been giving it out to other people. So we get it back worse when it's our turn to be exposed when we make a mistake because we were never perfect to begin with. And so I think that's a big, that's a big problem that I'm seeing is because people are waiting on the church to, to fall and get exposed and all of that. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of the things that people have towards churches, resentment for how they've been treated. I think another problem, and it kind of the piggyback off of what you were talking about, Gat, is I think that the church at large has failed to not only understand, but embrace culture. And what I mean by that is understanding when there's a shift in culture And I think the failure to understand that is why you've had generations clash with newer generations, the youth. I think we we still haven't figured out how to bring different cultures together. Right. And I think because of that, younger people don't feel like they belong. Oftentimes if you don't accept and embrace culture, you're viewed as being out of touch and you kind of are, which means you're not an authority when it comes to speaking to things of, of said culture because you don't embrace it. Right. Right. And so the, the legalism and the rules of church is what runs the risk of not embracing culture and understanding that things change. It's okay to go to church wearing jeans. That's Okay. (gasps) It really is, you know what I mean, and I get it because that's something me and my pops was at odds about, like, at times, and I'm like, "Yo, pop, you are out of touch, yo, like for real. You you're not you are not going to get people to go put on some quote unquote church clothes or what you what you like. Some people look at some nice clean tennis shoes as decent. That's decent. That's, and that's d- okay. That's okay. Yeah. So. I think the church's failure to do that is why I think a lot of people, because they don't feel accepted. They don't feel as though they belong. They don't feel as though they matter. They don't feel as though they're seen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Saying. So I think those are two big issues there. Let me ask you this. Can I? Go ahead. I got some thoughts with that. Sure. I still haven't made it to the top of the, the high dive yet. You're welcome to. I think... I think what you're talking about in terms of grace is two sided okay and you you've touched on it, but I'm just gonna share where i am okay um since it's this is so crazy to say, but there was a point to where yeah i was i I felt like I was going through the motions I was going to church weekly sometimes twice a week as just a speak, young adult No, or? this is this is let's say since my um since I've been married, okay okay. <clears throat> going through the motions It's the right thing to do This is how I was raised We go But it was that It was simply that It was me going through the motions Right mm-hmm. And it was so Gosh I don't want to say bad But it. Was, I was so like In that mode That I found myself Really getting fed From other resources Like Like Church of the Highlands was a big one Okay And it was crazy because around this time, Church of the Highlands was putting a lot of their content online. Mm-hmm. So my routine was, yes, yeah, Sunday, let's, let's get up, let's go to church. Um, let's do what we do at church and let's do what we normally do after church. And then great. And then usually Monday at lunch, I would log on and I would hear about, hear about, hear the sermon at Church of the Highlands the, the, the prior day. And I felt guilty about that. But, hmm. but like, in terms of the way they were presenting the word, I was getting a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that has changed, and then at, and that just got to a point to where I was like, I can't keep going through the motions. Like this is not this is not productive. Yeah. So I started jumping around. <laughs> started jumping around at different churches in the city. I remember you know, just, we had this conversation yeah, about just this. getting different things from different churches, and it was it was okay. And of course, you know, my wife continued to go to the other church. And you know it's just just something we did, and you know to quote her is like, well, at least you're going to church, <laughs> you know so but uh, I was getting different things from different churches, but I wasn't, and this goes back to tra- tradition, I didn't have an active membership at any set any of those said churches right mm-hmm. so if you if you subscribe to that active membership uh thing, it was still at the church I grew up in um but During that during that period of time, as I was jumping around, I just I remember having this spiritual reckoning, and in this reckoning, I had to come to grips with the fact that I know I needed to be in church, and I still believe that to this day. I still believe that. Um, But the other part of it was, I I understand. I, I began to really understand that church is really run. By people who have issues just like me, which goes back to your point. Sure. And so that's when that's when I felt like I was starting to really uncover this grace thing that you were talking about before. And I'm like, well, man, and I, ha- and I did a gut check. Was I placing unrealistic expectations on humans just like me? And I was. <laughs> and that that doesn't that 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 doesn't just go for the church I grew up in. That even goes for the churches I was bouncing around from. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was putting them on this, you know, (laughs) more than human type tier. And I had to realize that's not that's not what you do like that. That's that's not fair to them. (laughs) You know, so um, that's something that's something that oddly enough. Since I've been removed, totally removed from church, really since, you know, since COVID hit, because I haven't really returned back since COVID to any church. Have you been doing anything online? Yeah, yeah. still been doing stuff online, even leaving. Are a, you l- still engaged? Yeah, to totally yeah. Really? Our, our routine now is my, my wife physically goes to church. Sure. But since there's no, since there's no way for, nowhere for our boys to go and church attendance is still limited. I have the boys with me. We'll do a devotional. Okay. You know, we'll we'll still get that in because I still believe there's value in that. Sure, right? So, um, but no, but no, during this period of time, it's just been so clear to me that A, I need church and B I got to I got to change my approach to church. I got to realize that these folks are just like me. And I think that's so crazy to admit because while I was going through the motions, or while I was in the in the midst of it, I could not see that. So. Uh, you said you felt bad when you were. Like, oh my goodness! because yeah. you, you know you bad? know how it goes in the Baptist church, Walker, and the Southern Black Baptist church. You don't cheat on your church, Walker. You don't cheat on them. You don't go and get the word from anywhere else. You come to this church house, you get your word, and you go home. You don't go anywhere else. I'm I'm saying it with the with with jest and comedic value, but the, but you know how that you know how that goes, Walker. It's in uh, it's it's tradition thing. It's it's. It's uh, what word am I looking for walker? Mm. I mean, you said it. I mean, it's 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 kind of yeah, they kind of guilt you. They kind of guilt yeah. you. Um they kind of they, they they put the guilt on you. Oh my goodness. I remember coming back. I remember coming back to the church to attend uh some event that was uh, that a friend of mine was associated with. And this was during the period of time I was kind of jumping around. Mm-hmm. And man, dude, like I wasn't even thinking about these folks man when I re-entered, dude I got hit with everything. <laughs> I was like well, thanks for the love you know like man but uh anyway yeah yeah so so that that was my thing like I felt like since I had heard that a lot growing up, it was like I, I remember being at my desk looking over my shoulder and having having like having the having the site brought up on another screen. And just being terrified, like, what if somebody from my church sees me getting this message from this other church? At work? At work? That's that's how you work work with church members. No, well, one. (laughs) But it's just I just didn't want to deal with that, and I was like, man, I shouldn't be this frightened by this. But Walker, the thing that the I guess the effect of it, what I what happened after that? How was like more I guess more motivated to spend more time in the word more motivated to share the gospel like it was a great time for me mm-hmm. and at least what I was ingesting at my home church i wasn't be I wasn't feeling that led and i I'm not blaming anybody for that it could have been my own shortcomings um well you know i I, I would I would ask I would ask you and Black is can a church be the end all be all like can it be all things to uh to
1: to the people who attend? No, no. I think some people make it that way. Go on. I mean, it seems like most people like not most, but the most diehard church people. It's like church is everything to them. Like, like with Gattree. You know that you need therapy You go to a therapist Preach But the church is some people's therapy Like that's how they cope with things Mm -hmm. Like going to church Getting that, that spiritual renewal they get each week Instead of like going to like a Therapist but like If they have issues I feel like Some people use the church To not really deal With issues in a like a healthy way
0: you're right that's that's one of the guys on the video I was talking about yeah oh really yeah yeah, okay. yeah you sure made, you didn't you, watch you,
1: it you missed a great video by the way oh well uh, i saw no, church okay. and it was like hmm. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: not really but it's <laughs> like but
1: it's like some people like churches that everything and i'm like and i was gonna ask walker this like what do you feel and this may be coming up later but what do you feel is like like a healthy healthy portion of church In like In your life like how much church you think Is healthy for you and how much would be too much And like I guess what should church Fulfill For you in your life Good question
0: Because um, I was going to pose a similar question To you guys in terms of What you think the purpose of church is Because um, I'm not sure You know I think that's a, just a, a a different answer you would get from Different people that you ask I think you You have to Establish your proper your proper Priorities in life Right to me I feel like A person's relationship with God Is very important Because on that is the foundation for everything Else Faith family um, You know Career those types of things Those things follow suit but i put the relationship with god so important it was because from that comes your value system right that your value system determines the decisions you make in life your decisions determines your outcome in life right so i feel that church aids in your spiritual growth and development church shouldn't be everything to you right but I think that church aids in your spiritual development. And I think some of the more churches that have become very practical, church, churches that understand that we can give you spiritual guidance, but you need unique you need practical things to help you walk out the things that the Bible is talking about. There are some churches who have access to therapists, and resources like that. There are some churches who bring in people who can talk about entrepreneurship. You know, if you're talking about living a prosperous life, okay, well, practically you need to figure out ways to build multiple streams of income, right? So some churches have put together resources to help people do life and you ain't cracking open the Bible, right? And so you know, our church, we have a family activity center where you can go work out and, and take care of it. You know what I'm like saying? You, like different stuff like that. And so when you ask me what part of it, I think that you you rely on church in a similar way. You, you, you go to church for fellowship, number one, but also church provides a way for you to serve and to serve other people. Because I think we all have something like someone's always watching us. You know what I mean? And we always have something that we can impart. I know you talk about oftentimes how, you know, you got a friend of yours, his kids, you spend time with them. Right. There's always somebody that we can impart our wisdom into or just our example. And I think church allows us the opportunity To use our influence to affect people in a positive way Church is not always about us getting something And I think that's another part of the spiritual growth development part Is that I get to What someone has done for me I get to do that for someone else So I do think church is important in that Because it's something fulfilling that comes from making a difference in somebody's life Like it's a whole new It hits a whole lot differently and then I think too, when you go to church, you, you go there to get a recharge, but you also get guidance on how to tra- transform your, your, the rest of your week, right? You should at least leave church with at least one thing that you can put into practice that make the quality of your life better, right? Right. And so that's why I look at churches. Church is an aid in your your spiritual development. You spend more time away from church than you do in church, so it has to act as a guide for that. And so I, I think I think when you talk about church, I don't think church comes before family. I don't think church comes before you. You know what I mean? Unless you have a calling that requires more of you to to serve. You know what I mean? But I think that church aids you in these areas. It aids you in your walk with God, which is number one. And I think from that, if if you really are balanced, comes everything else. Family, wife, children, job. Everything begins to fall in place as you slowly begin to apply these principles that you're learning on a week by week basis. The question is, are you doing that? Are you trying to do that? That make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that would be that would be my answer to that question. I, I i think that church is important because it helps you to maintain the first priority. but I, I think that where church church religion and tradition has gone wrong is that they have put that that out of they've made church they've put church ahead of certain things that they, sh- they shouldn't have. And I think that's where they've gotten in trouble.
1: So like church should just be a piece of the pie, not the whole pie. It's not the
0: whole pie. Because you should be doing something throughout the week on your own. You can't. You can't live off of church. That's why when people leave church, they leave God altogether, because they have reduced their walk with God to just going to church. Right? It's way more to it than that. But do you do you agree that we are the church though? Like the church is the church is bigger than just a facility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think it goes back to. What you were talking about in terms of getting a chance to impart your wisdom on other people, that kind of stuff, those kind of opportunities exist outside of the physical church. I agree. Right. Agreed. Okay. I agree. I just think that for those who don't know what that looks like. Oh, yeah. Church will start as a great starting point for you. Right. You know what I mean? And, as, and, and to me, I feel like that's a great opportunity to put your hands to service and work that benefits God's kingdom. Sure. Right. And from there, if you're paying attention, God will open your eyes to opportunities elsewhere. That's a fact. Because many of us are called not to just be in the church, but go outside of the church and expand. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that we don't, we never get that far because of what you mentioned tradition. And, and we don't even think about what, what can I do to help what can i do to improve this and again you mentioned it sometimes you're just driven out because of this friction between new and old generations that want things to stay the same right so i just think anything that stays the same dies that's just true like if if you're going to grow you got to change right so if you don't change you die and that's what's happening to a lot of our churches. They are dying because they refuse to change.
1: No evolution.
0: None. None. You will be concerned if, if your boys stayed the same. <laughs> you would be you and your wife would be yeah. alarmed if they never grew. Right. Same with church. It has to evolve. Your leadership has to change. Sometimes you have to step down. As a leader, not because you're in trouble Not because something's wrong You need fresh ideas You need new blood You need people who can identify With the new world That's ever changing around us Does that happen at church? No No Some people hang on to those
1: positions till they die <laughs> Like Supreme Court justices
0: Yeah, absolutely That's a great example Am I right? You're not wrong. You're just being you're just being so <laughs> honest about it. I mean, what well, we let's have talk. Let's talk about it. Now you want to take a yeah, dive? I want to <laughs> be I want to be a Southern Baptist right now. God is good. <laughs> 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 no
1: nah, you, you're right. But though. my you're thing right. is
0: is that you have to ask yourself when the people die off, what's going to happen to church? Lord have mercy. Yeah. And I think that's why we haven't we haven't handled the whole youth thing. You know what's you know what's crazy? Yeah. Going back to the church I grew up in as as I was preparing to just kind of find other options, I remember having the conversation with the gentleman who was higher up in the church at the time in terms of like leadership structure. And um he understood my concerns and my frustrations. Mm-hmm. And he said the very thing you said. He said, "Man, Some of these folks are just going to have to die out before anything really changes. That shouldn't be. Dude, that was a gut punch to me. That shouldn't be. But, I mean, he he was right. I didn't disagree with him. But it's just like, well, that led to more questions. Like, well, why is that? Right. 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 (sighs) You said something about the lady who made an impact on you, allowed you to, like, ask questions. Yeah. I'll drop her name, Revan Wells. (laughs) (laughs) she'll never hear this <laughs> so you think mm-hmm. um black why do you think that you why do you think you couldn't ask questions was that like did
1: you did you experience that you say ask questions when you, you
0: question what? things that you were perhaps taught or question things like okay if god is if this is true then why is this happening
1: oh i didn't question anything because you was so you was told not to did you have questions? I wasn't you- necessarily told not to. I just knew. I just knew not to. Okay.
0: No, ask him the question you were just about to. What? Because he can't lie about that. Did you have questions?
1: Uh, I mean, I have questions to this day. But they Answer never got the any-
0: question, Black. But, the, but they never. <laughs> but I'm saying, did these questions or the failure to have these questions addressed are these things that's like made you it kind of it kind of killed whatever interest you would have had in in church
1: Mm, i don't think so Or did
0: you not care enough to even like more of that okay i was that's why i was kind of i felt like you was like "Mm," were you kind of biding your time buying your time
1: yeah like when i get old enough (laughs) i'm getting out of (laughs) here and ain't been back since yeah like I'm I, like, I knew the rules in the house like as long as I lived under this roof, I was gonna do this mm-hmm. but yeah. once I moved but my out, first opportunity to so get going out,
0: to church was like sweeping the kitchen floor.
1: I knew I had to do it. There it was, was a no choice. choice.
0: It was a chore. Mm-hmm. you had to do it or else but I'm gonna be more direct with this because I need to hear your honest answer. When you were growing up in church, did you have questions that may have only resonated internally? What, I
1: guess, what type of questions are you talking about?
0: Were you curious about anything in, ter- in well, terms okay. of church structure and organization? Me, and let me, let and why know. am I doing this? Let me. Can, yeah. I, can I rephrase the question?
1: Can I rephrase it?
0: Did you have questions about, like, things people would say about God that didn't make sense? Let me badger the, the witness. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth, Black.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I got that you good okay
1: yeah I, I mean
0: did you have like okay that didn't make sense
1: why did yeah. they do that yeah like it's like uh, but i still think
0: in the back of your mind you just didn't care yeah okay. it's <laughs> like
1: it's like <laughs> like when they have like when they talk about like uh black history month and ask a question uh, the answer always Molly Luther the king <laughs> like in church like dance's always jesus <laughs> oh why this happened jesus <laughs>
0: that's hilarious but he's not lying he's not lying but okay so in other words okay classic example you lose a loved one okay big mama big mama was in church every sunday and then they said the lord took her so you would wonder why would the lord of all you got drug dealers you have murderers robbers all these types of people. Why is the Lord picking on my grandmama who was in church every Sunday? Like, are these que- like are these valid, valid questions? questions. So I think so. If you ask a person in church. Just give me, give me, give me an idea of what kind of response you would get back. Me? Just in general. Don't if you question was... God. That's a good one. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah. The Lord just called her home. It was her time.
0: Who are you to question? That makes no mistakes. Ooh, so I'm getting more of them, Walker. You're your bad. Let me keep, cook. Keep going. You, you badgering it. yourself. <laughs> no, you're on it. Do you think? Do you think these were just things we said because we didn't really know? One hundred percent. Is it okay for us to not know the answer? One hundred percent. Why do you think we don't say that? Why Beca- do you think we just say, I don't know why your mother is gone? Your grandmother I, is gone. I think there's a fear that comes with that. Of? Of, I, I'm taking it from a vantage point of if it's me and I'm in this tradition, traditional church and I have an, a, an opportunity to impart some wisdom to somebody younger asking me these questions, okay? Mm-hmm. So we set the stage. In my mind, I'm like, man, if I give him the real... It could steer him away from church. And everything about church is good. Church is everything. God is good all the time. But if I'm real with him, he may not believe that. So I think there's a fear there. Sure. Does does that make any sense? I don't be sure, but I don't think the solution. I don't think that's the solution. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm I'm just... I I know you're not. I know you're not, but I'm just saying, like, I I totally agree with what you're saying. It's a fear. I don't want to let them... I don't want to let them down in this moment. Right. And that may not be the reason. That's just just my thought. Yeah. But if you were to take that thought and expound upon it, you'll get Black, Mm. who over time just generates this, not resentment, but this resistance. Like, this is not for me. Yeah. Because... I'm somebody who's inquisitive help. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you keep keep going. I'm somebody who's inquisitive. I should be able to be inquisitive about this. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't be a problem. Was church a prison for you?
1: It's okay. I was no, I mean, no, 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 no. Was in, the, it, in the in the in the. In the, I guess in the parol- way that I was I par- was there against my 18. will.
0: You got paroled at eighteen.
1: I was there against my will. Okay. If I had a choice, I wouldn't have been there.
0: It was a prison for you. And that's a lot of people who feel that way. Right. What What could it have taken Black to change your opinion on church?
1: Mm, I guess. I don't know how, to, how it would have ended, but if I was given the option to go to church... Like, let me choose to want to be there instead of making me be there. Possibly. I don't know if it would have changed anything, but like from time to time, like, hey, do you want to take this Sunday off?
0: Mm. Can I? I think there is value there. And even as a parent, I'm saying this only because YG for... At least the past year has expressed his desire to confirm Catholic. Right? Mm-hmm. We send him to a Catholic school. That's why. Right? They're doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Well, you got to go to school. You got to go to school. You got. You, you have ha- to. You don't have to go to Catholic school. You don't have to go to Catholic school. But what I hear with Black, I can see in my own son because. That's not something we forced on him, to a degree, because we don't we don't teach like we don't teach Catholic, Catholicism in our house. But for for my now eight year old son to come to come to us repeatedly, routinely, consistently, and give us reasons why, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. But now, one could argue: Do they get there if you do, if you give them the option to go to church, or if they don't go to church?
1: I don't know. But you have a different situation. He's actually going to a religious school. Right. Yeah, and every he's going day. to mass. So he's week. been indoctrinated yeah. daily. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's a little different there. Oh, okay. Well, it's a little different. I just, I just, I, I think previous generations never, you know, they, previous generations, generally speaking, did not encourage dialogue with their children right it was what i say and is what it goes you don't question me and Amen, we've talked brother. about the ramifications so, of that whether it's church sex veg- vegetables sex whatever you just you, sex you have a story you want to tell you something you know? no, your chest man no we've yeah, you, talked you, you, about you just, this we've t- i just wanted to make sure they're one of the ones you're counting up over there what did they say about sex that made you just, just stay away from it? Yeah. Okay. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. <laughs> 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 and it is to this day. Do you have something you want to get off no, your chest? No, I was being sarcastic for people <laughs> that can't see me. But no, no, we we talked about it. But I think it should be counted in your... Okay, fine. But, but what I'm saying is, is for those who... Who who need The conversation And the understanding Because I think for a lot of us What we were trying to do as kids Was understand why When we were questioned. It wasn't necessarily we were rebellious Help me make the connection Why is this important This is so Not for me And you're right Like going to a setting like that Is not for you That's why they have children's church Right if you got the means for it. But um, what I'm saying is, is that there's a reason why you have children's church. There's a reason why you have teen church. There's a reason why you have young adult stuff. There's a reason why you have, you know what I mean? Because you have something that fits each each age range that's relatable. Something that they can get from it. Something that they enjoy, right? Well, when you just cram kids into a traditional setting where they just got to sit there
1: where it's one size fits all yeah
0: it's It's like like, it's like taking young kids and put them in a college class it's like help them understand why they need to be there because they're right they shouldn't be there yeah they're at church that's great you can keep an eye on them but they're they're bored out of their mind right so i think that's that if you can if you can put create an environment in terms of church where kids can go and get something from it and then you nurture that throughout the week at home you help the kids understand that the importance of church you help them see that hey this is this is something that's for me right and I think that's where a lot of tradition has gone wrong they just trying to uphold what they saw somebody do who came before them and they got blind spots all over the place and what happens is To Black's point, they get of age, they gone. Even if you got children's church, teen church, and all of that. You know what I mean? Because, again, your spiritual life isn't all in church. You have to facilitate that throughout the week as well as a parent. To where when they get of age, they still have a desire for that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If you just reduce it to just you going to church and church sucked, Basically, then that's just going to be their understanding of church. Regardless of whether there's different churches they can try out, no, I'm done. I made a decision years ago. I'm done with this. Did I just describe you in a nutshell? Yep. <laughs> so, Black, you going to go to church with me one day, man? One day? Yeah. He'll go
1: friends and family they do that all the time
0: black technically goes to church every week he does yeah
1: where you go what church you go to the cult church of the highlands or frisbee
0: he's going to church what y'all do before y'all play we pray do you you lead it nope you have ones come on black
1: Mm -hmm. provocative i'm not gonna lie about church oh too shy i'm not that far gone
0: Walker, does provocative mean lie to you? No, it just means sauce, I guess. Um, <laughs> did you have anything else you want to get off your heart? Did you jump no, off the ledge? I jumped off. Yeah, okay, good. Do you think we should just get the shout outs and player of the week? We we stayed there a long time. Uh, let's go for it because you and I didn't have a lot of door to anyone. Uh, we can talk about Dave Chappelle stunning next week. Okay. I mean, I'm not the I'm not the y'all can disagree with me here. No, we can we can go ahead. I know we did spend a lot of time. Let's let's let's. let's It was a good conversation, though. I think so. Okay. Who's your shout out? Thank you. (laughs) Have you not done this before? Traditional. (laughs) He won't evolve. No, more like. (laughs) Jeez. you got? Walker, my shout out is Michael Lafitte Jr. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is the founder of an organization called Dads on Duty. So uh, to give you a little bit of backstory, Walker, uh, around the time that a school got back in uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, there was a particular high school by the name of Southwood that saw several fights uh i mean just like riots essentially over a three-day span of time uh this stuff made the news there were arrests there were suspensions some kids even got expelled right just and you know i saw some online too but just some ugly ugly brawls right so of course uh the parents were concerned and uh the parents Oh, i know about this. yeah yeah dude this is good the parents were concerned so they uh they met with the school administration and uh, were wanting more than what the school was able to give them, so um, enter Michael Lafitte, who partnered with a lot of other dads, and he's uh, he's also open by saying I partnered with some moms too. This is super dope. <laughs> yeah, um, and they took they took matters into their own hands and formed what's now called Dads on Duty. So essentially, what this is, Walker, is uh, Michael Lafitte, and I think the first week they started, they had a total of six, including him. Uh, These fathers show up on campus. They are present. Uh, They are greeting uh, these children as they enter school. They are in the hallways, you know, uh, making sure students are in class. And if they're not in class, they're demanding explanations. Uh, One of the things I like about dads on duty, Walker, is they inject an element of comfort by way of humor, so uh, they're they're known for telling dad jokes <laughs> that only they laugh at. I need to be in this, um, <laughs> but it drives the kids crazy, according to Michael Affit. And um, it has over time, I guess, up until now, it has garnered a sense of safety and protection. Uh, they interviewed a few students at Southwood, and one of the uniting factors of all these interviews was. These children know that they can depend on these men to show up in numbers up to forty. Now at this one school, uh, show up in numbers, giving encouragement, holding them accountable, and doing it in a light-hearted matter. Um, yeah, they're they're up to forty. I think I said that before. But um, Michael Lafitte, dude, uh, as a dad, y'all know, y'all know this tugs in my heartstring. You know I'm crazy about being a dad, but um, as a as a father, I know. This is very valuable to me. Uh, <laughs> should I be doing this at my own son's school? I don't know. But um, I, I'm down for this cause. And, uh, Michael, I think this is ultra dope. I totally forgot about that. But, yes, I did hear about that great story. You know I couldn't let that slide, Walker. Good job, sir. Thank you. Agnes Moss is my sh- Go ahead. No, t- no, 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 Take your time, take your time. No, I'm here. I can't. I'm no, here. no, I can't. No, you can. not Because what I was gonna say was productive. You did it. Are you, <laughs> you? You already done it. Go young, ahead, young Aggie. Because it's not just my podcast. This is yours too. What? So, if you, feel, what? so if you feel like you got to do that, you know, get your rocks off. Do what you got to do. You know, we know we won't laugh, but hey, you got it off, right? Okay. Young Aggie's not good. If you think so, <laughs> I'm here to encourage you. Black right is first. unfazed. I, if you're if, if you feel good about it, go for it. Okay. Do you feel better? Yeah. See, that's now that's all that matters. Not me getting my shout out off. Now, Agnes Moss is the founder of the National Black Movie Association. Her goal is to increase representation in the film industry by empowering students at historically black colleges and universities to bring their creativity into this space. And to do that, she actually recently founded the National Black Movie Association. It's a nonprofit that has a mission rooted in creating opportunities for African-Americans in the film industry. Now, we already know how in many spaces now we've come a long way because there are a lot of opportunities for, for black people to get work and to be able to, to do things behind the scenes, direct, uh, executive produce, not just not just in front of the screen, but by off the screen as well. Uh, So her goal is to create more opportunities for African-Americans in this industry and give them the chance to succeed in this industry. So shout out to Agnes Moss for thinking about us and creating opportunities for us. Somebody had to play themselves, man. Yes, Walker. This one's quick, but it's good. Uh, this woman does not have a name, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take you to Coronado, California, Okay, the place I visited before, beautiful, beautiful part of the U.S., but we're not here to talk about that. Um, so, Walker, you know, we talked about uh, when, we, when we had our first recording in this new space, you asked a question like, have you ever been removed from your home? Sure. Can you imagine what it feels like to be removed from your home? Right. You couldn't say that. I couldn't. I could. Couldn't I didn't have imagine. the words. Okay. But this young lady here, uh, I think, has felt that. Um, I want to give her a name. Walker. We'll, we'll call her. We can't call her Agnes. <laughs> Even though you want to. We'll call her uh, Gretchen. Okay. So, uh, Gretchen. Uh, Spent a period of time Jumping from house to house Lease to lease Things like that Because uh, her employment history Wasn't the best She had a hard time securing Stable work Consistently So um, this impacted her Housing situation So uh, one day Gretchen Gretchen wakes up And she realizes I have got a solution To get me out of these Residential woes forever And it won't cost me a dime So Gretchen finds herself perusing the the gold-lined streets of Coronado, California. She finds a nice home that appeals to her. She pulls up, gets her cell phone, calls a locksmith. Hey, locksmith, I'm Gretchen. I've been locked out of my house. Can you help me access my home, please? So the locksmith does what the locksmith does. He pulls up. Yes, Gretchen, we got you. We're going to get you in. Gretchen gains access to the house. (laughs) Right? Lives in this home, Walker, for an extended period of time. This is her joint. Until the people who actually own the home came back from a a three-and-a-half-week vacation overseas somewhere. It doesn't say where they went. Italy? (laughs) If only. So, um, anyway... Of course, you know, the people that own the home come home They see Gretchen there They, You know, they call the police The police go and they remove Gretchen Right? Gretchen goes She goes, does time Says, I'm sorry, it won't happen again Long story short Gretchen does this at least four, to- four more times According to this article And uh, now is in prison <laughs> For a long time So, um, Gretchen, you know It's not bad, really. You found yourself some permanent housing. Maybe not the conditions you would like, but you did.
1: You big dummy.
0: Hey. My, uh, we can go to Colorado for. From Coronado to Colorado. I see what you're doing there, Walker. And this person doesn't have a name either, but this person went hiking. In Colorado and got off Off the trail That they were following Okay so they go missing for a little while The Lake County Search and Rescue Says it got a report That a hiker hadn't returned From a hike on Mount Elbert Okay The hiker set out at 9am On October 18th And wasn't back by 8pm Okay So apparently whoever was looking for this person Notified a search and rescue Gave them their information And had them try to contact them So apparently this person got off the trail And was trying to find their way back Okay The search and rescue Tried to call the person's cell phone multiple times But weren't able to reach them Now that would kind of make you a little concerned Because you're like okay hopefully they haven't fallen or, you know what I mean? Run across a wild animal or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm the person who notified the search and rescue team, I would really be concerned if they're not answering or, you know, whatever. So this person was found eventually. Um, the reason why they didn't return or they didn't answer the phone is because they didn't recognize the number now if you're lost and an unknown number keeps calling you now you 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 trying to find your way and you're trying and there's a certain number that keeps calling you even if you're not lost if a number keeps calling you okay this is probably important because usually numbers that you don't recognize that are spoofing you come from various different numbers it's not the same number typically right So it's probably someone trying to get In touch with you (sighs) They're the reason that the Lake County Search and Rescue team Is basically saying that when an Unknown number calls you multiple Times and you're lost Answer it (laughs) So to the unknown Hiker from Colorado Ren has a message for you You Idiots What if they never found you? Like, what... You know, we take common sense for granted sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Good pod, guys. I enjoyed this on Walker. Good topic. I did, too. I did, too. I think you went really well. Me, too. Black, you enjoy yourself with the classic, my friend. I plan on it. Good deal. Man, please. He was over there dozing off. I was going to ask you a question, too. Do you know you? Do you keep up with the band? <laughs> so is the, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a kid a a white kid who's a
1: drum major, right? Is he at state? Yeah, he came from Montgomery.
0: Is he a freshman?
1: No, you can't be a drum major be a freshman. So ah, he, it sounds so, like tradition. I'll see what you did there, but no, that, that didn't work.
0: But what I'm saying is, is that okay? So he's a sophomore.
1: I think he has to be a sophomore. I, I don't think when I was there, you can be a drum major. Because
0: my sister, freshman. my sister, me, and my sister was talking about it, and she was like, "I think he's a freshman." I was like, "There's no way on God's green earth he's a freshman. And he's a drum major. No I, way."
1: I, I can't say that I'm sure about it, but that's not the way it's no, been. Like they, you have to, like at you least gotta know pay, how, you got to pay your dues. Well, you got to know what the band does. Like you take, you have to have play an instrument, learn what the band. Pay your dues. Yeah. And then, like, the next year, he can. You got to, like, work hard to even see the field, don't you? But, like, I don't know if you probably watch a lot of bands, but, like, there were clips of him in high school.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's she, she, He's kind of like a – was he from a high school in Alabama? Or was I it, think like, Montgomery. Montgomery? Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay. they
1: were even more like in a Jackson State drum major style instead of ASU. What does uh, that mean? Drum majors – like, bands have different ways that they march and perform. I
0: gathered, but why – What? What's the
1: Jackson State style? If you don't know, I can't explain it to you. You have to just watch it. We can talk about it offline. No. Speaking of HBCUs, are you plugged in with Tuskegee's band and what's going on with them? I heard they were protesting. Yeah, dude.
0: They did not show up for homecoming. It was crazy. I don't care. I mean, it's ASU. Like, they don't...
1: It's Tuskegee's band. Yeah.
0: The first ever HBCU band... Don't mean they're the best I never said they're the best But I did imply that they deserve a little bit of respect You know he got family with him. Have you
1: Tuskegee. watched them lately? Oh
0: okay Dude respect the shed man Don't do this He's got, he's got roots and family and stuff Respect okay. the shed The shed is nothing without Tuskegee's band Ball and parlay if you need to yeah, yeah
1: the shed is nothing without that band Yes you're correct
0: Guys we want to thank you guys for tuning into the latest and greatest episode we appreciate you guys. Please follow, subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you're using to stream this podcast. Follow us on social media. That will be Twitter and Instagram at the tipping point. One word. And follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube. Greatly appreciate that. Now hit it. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another go in peace have a great week have a productive week have a safe week as always i'm caesar walker that guy over there is ronnie gatry and we are the tipping point podcast thanks again for listening